0: Hello, everybody! It's Ryan! And I'm here with Armin!
1: Rye, I loved every second of that. <laughs> I love that I asked you to go big because this is our annual awards show and you went big.
0: You can't, I'm still doing the introduction. Oh, oh sorry, you sorry, can't sorry. Tell sorry, people sorry. what it is. Anyway, that was Armin once again stealing my spotlight. We're here to introduce the second annual Holly Shook Awards live from our homes.
1: <laughs> We're going virtual like every other awards show, Rai. You know, of course, we would have sold out Madison Square Garden, maybe Staples Center or the new Chase Center in San Francisco. But because of the pandemic, we had to go virtual.
0: Yeah, and then um, it actually worked well for us because. We never have an audience for these, so um, we didn't even have to worry about getting a fake audience or having anyone um, virtual Zoom into their award speech, because we don't give anyone award speeches. It's literally an award show for us, and only us. And really quickly, I just want to compliment myself on my really great announcer voice that I did that you very quickly brushed over, and... I am offended.
1: <laughs> I made a big deal of how big it was. How I mean, how impressed I was by your opening. I mean,
0: no, you interrupted me in hopes that I would stop doing the voice, but little did you know I was going to still do it no matter what.
1: <laughs> okay, you were on to me. Right, this is the 2020 Holly Sugar Awards. I'm excited. This was a big year in celebrity scandal, despite the fact that celebrities were quarantined at home.
0: Were they though? <laughs> true (laughs) i have a few that uh do not follow the cdc requirements i'll just start with that
1: fair enough but for the most part we didn't have the typical celebrity outings that we would see in in past years like last year we had a whole segment on craziest celebrity award show moment we didn't have award shows this year really they were all virtual so that's not a category for our award show right so this year was a little funkier i would say when it comes to celebrity scandal but it didn't disappoint
0: yeah i mean weirdly enough though we did have the oscars and the golden Golden globes Globes. Grammys. i think like we technically did have big award shows this year but they feel like centuries ago like Parasite won the the Oscar this year. That feels like literally 17 years ago.
1: I'm not even counting that as 2020. I don't, 2020 yeah. started March 12th, 2020.
0: Yeah, I don't count it either because... For, I don't even... like. I don't remember anything that happened in those award shows. So nothing that crazy could have happened. But also just because literally it doesn't feel like this year. So I hate it here. Um, but yeah, I guess... We still were able to get some good content from our celebrities this year. I, when doing my research for um, these awards, I actually remembered things that I had completely forgot about. So I'm really excited for this award show. This is going to be the biggest award show of the year.
1: Easily. And I think we're the first award show in 2021 to celebrate 2020.
0: Celebrate is a a stretch of a word here. um, To commemorate... I don't know if that has any positive or negative connotation, but I'm gonna go with
1: No, that's a better word. We are okay. commemorating the year in celebrity scandal.
0: There we go. Yeah. I don't yeah. I used a lot of big words today. Um I think we should just kick it off, get to our first award.
1: Yeah, let's get right into it. Our first award of the night. Even though you may be listening to this on your morning commute. The Reese's Pieces Award. This is the best drunken celebrity moment of the year this award name commemorates reese witherspoon's drunken celebrity moment you rye of course did the historic celebrity scandal podcast episode on uh reese witherspoon getting drunk and arrested Mm -hmm. in atlanta i want to say eight years ago now
0: no idea when it happened probably about eight years ago um it's it's kind of a fan favorite episode. I get a lot of we get a lot of messages quoting quoting her quotes that we quoted. And it's just an iconic moment. So obviously Reese does have to have her own Drunken Celebrity Moment Award. Um last year I gave this award actually to Reese Witherspoon mm-hmm. once again. Um from the iconic moment of her falling down the stairs at I think Jennifer Aniston's birthday was it. Yep. Yeah, so that was uh, Reese Witherspoon actually won her own award last year on my behalf.
1: My 2019 winner was John Legend getting wasted at Universal Studios and singing All of Me. Different times, I would say. Mm-hmm. Nobody is going to Universal Studios or singing All of Me anymore.
0: Yeah, right. Thank God. I'm sick of that song. <laughs> um,
1: so, Rai, right, who is your winner of the Reese's Pieces Award 2020?
0: So I actually originally had this one in a different category um, mm. and then I switched it once I found a better, categ- or a better winner for that category. But I'm going with best drunken celebrity moment. And by best, I mean worst, but best, um, I guess it gave us content to fuel my fire. Obviously you guys know I'm not a Kardashian fan, And so I gave Best, aka Worst, Drunken Celebrity Moment to Kim Kardashian's 40th birthday party on a private island. And on top of that, not just having the party, but posting it all over Twitter and Instagram. It was one of the most tone-deaf things I've seen this whole year. And we've seen a lot of tone-deaf things this year, for sure.
1: I heard that was a dry event.
0: (sighs) Dry event my ass. (laughs) So I'm assuming they got drunk. (laughs) That's why it's that strongest
1: I'm gonna I'm kidding. I'm sure they were all wasted. That's the only way I think you can attend a Kim Kardashian birthday party.
0: On an island too. Like no one's ever been sober on an island. Um yeah, I'm just I, I just remember this was such a controversy because it was the middle of COVID. I mean every every part of this year was quote unquote the middle of COVID. But point being it was during COVID, during a pandemic, everyone's stuck at home, everyone's losing their jobs. Nobody's throwing parties for their birthday. Everyone's missing milestones. Like, people lost out on a lot of really memorable, iconic life moments this year. And yet, here are the Kardashians. She flew 40 people. Was it 40 people? I think it was 40 people. Um, No, I
1: think it was more, but it was her 40th birthday.
0: Oh, 40th birthday. Whatever. I I was going to be like, I hope it wasn't 40. It should have been less. I'm like, there's more. But, um... She posted uh all these There's
1: pictures. 40 people if you just include her and her sisters and her sister's kids.
0: True 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 true. true, true. Okay, well, point being, they said their closest circle, <laughs> but like how small is their closest circle? They've met every single person on earth. Um she posted all these pictures on Twitter and Instagram all this thread. One of the one of the captions, one of the sentences of the caption. Was after two weeks of multiple health screenings and everyone and asking everyone to quarantine, I surprised my closest inner circle with a trip to a private island where we could pretend things were normal just for a brief moment in time. It's like, for the freaking love of God. Um, I also saw Chloe was asked about it on the Ellen DeGeneres show. <laughs> um, And Chloe's response was, I didn't know this. I saw this today and I had to include it. I did hear people were upset that we went out of town. This year is a frustrating year. I get it. I think there are so many frustrating frustrations going on for everybody, but it's also her 40th birthday. And this is something that she really wanted to do (laughs) for us. It was such a nice thing. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm so fucking over it. Your 40th birthday? Like, that's not even a big birthday. Like, nobody... Like, it's your 50th birthday. And even then, like, you don't need to go to a fucking island in COVID. Like, I'm fucking over it. Also, can
1: we be fucking honest? If it was her 41st birthday, she would have done it.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, she would have done it for any birthday. Like, please... It's just, they're just ridiculous. I fucking hate them. Like, I'm over it. I just, I can't. I know we're going to talk about the fucking divorce on our next episode, and I'm already wanting to shoot my brains out, but these people suck. Can't, like, why do we give them this attention? And then my whole thing is like, okay, whatever, go to your private island you don't have to post it. Like, she could have just not posted it. Agreed. And no one would have known. And she made this whole big deal on about it that no one was allowed to post on social media while they were there. And they could have just gone, disappeared for a weekend, and nobody would have noticed, and nobody would have gotten mad about it. But she had to fucking post it. And for what? Like, just to get shit on. Like, I just think it's ridiculous, the whole thing.
1: Like, we get it. You're a billionaire. And we all know... Even if it's just in the back of our minds that you're going to do this kind of shit during a pandemic because you can afford to pay everyone to quarantine, to fly everyone out in private jets, to pay for their health screenings. Right. But don't flaunt it. Just like you said, don't flaunt it. Right. Just don't flaunt it. People are suffering. People are in despair. Unemployment's up, what, 15 million people? Right. Food insecurity is up you know, by thousands and thousands of percent. Kim, go on your private island. Don't flaunt it.
0: She'll never learn. Tone deaf. That's my drunk in a celebrity moment award.
1: That's a great one, Rye. I have to admit, mine is not nearly as heavy. Good. I think it's going to be... (laughs) You're like, good. This is not a competition between you and me. This is a competition between celebrities.
0: Oh, I thought you meant heavy, like as like stoop, like as like depressing that this happened. I'm yeah, like, good
1: it's good. not. It's not as heavy. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying like mine was worse or something.
0: <laughs> oh no, I'm like good. We don't. I like started off with a really depressing award. Like most most depressing start of an award show goes to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> At least you're winning something, right? Yay! My Reese's Pieces award for 2020 goes to Martha Stewart. <gasps> Do you remember <gasps> this? No, we covered this moment in one of our current events rundowns.
0: Well, that makes sense that I don't remember it because I've never remembered a single thing we've talked about.
1: (laughs) It's Martha Stewart drunkenly leaving a comment on IG (laughs) below this video of baby chicks. Do you remember (gasps) it now? You don't remember this?
0: No, this must have been one of our wine episodes where I was wasted.
1: Absolutely it was. She comments, m as me sure you feed and water them daily and keep the heat is as no bk in s as nd when you can finally come back to nyc who is going to care for them
0: yes i remember this Uh,
1: (laughs) she comments later uh, with the laughing face emoji saying what a mess i have been drinking that was obvious to everyone, Martha. This is my best drunken celebrity moment of 2020. It was incredibly funny. And my honorable mention, I had to throw in an honorable mention here because I think this was early in the pandemic, Rye, right? Ina Garden. You know Ina Garten?
0: Mm-hmm. Is it the video? The video?
1: Of the gigantic cocktail at nine in the morning. Yes. Because, quote, it's always cocktail hour in a crisis, end quote. Uh,
0: I need that on a shirt or a coaster.
1: Actually, that would make a great shirt.
0: Uh, um, those are great, and those are so fun. And also, cooking moguls do be getting drunk.
1: I think it's a part of the persona. It's a part of the repertoire. You know, when you're cooking something, you want to have a glass of wine in the other hand.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've never cooked without a glass of wine next to me.
1: Me neither it's literally never happened
0: oh my god those are good and definitely much lighter than my like (laughs) dad like class warfare um (laughs) award
1: (laughs) well it wouldn't be a 2021 podcast if we didn't launch with class warfare i would
0: exactly and i will drag the kardashians at any given chance um okay on to our next next award this is the tom cat award it's uh, Wildest New Celebrity Relationship and or Hookup, classic fair for us on this show. Named after me, Tom Cruise and Katie
1: Holmes, year. of course.
0: Yes, Tom, Tom, whatever his name is, and Katie Holmes. Um, okay, last year I gave it to Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello.
1: I mean, ew. I get the ew of it all, but well-deserving for 2019. Yeah, yeah. Um, my 2019 winner was Miley Cyrus and Caitlin Carter. Oh yes, classic. Do you remember that, ride? That feels like a decade ago.
0: <laughs> the only things I remember things that have to do with Miley Cyrus. So yes, I remember
1: that. Oh you do? Okay. I love her. Um that was a torrid affair though. Ended quick.
0: Yeah. I think it was just a whirlwind romance. Mm. Um, and now she's a single girl. She can't be tied down. Don't get me started on Miley. We'll talk for hours.
1: Okay. Should I go first? Yeah, go. Okay, my 2020 winner of the Tomcat Award goes to Demi Lovato and Max Eric.
0: Ugh, okay, whatever.
1: (laughs) Okay, we covered this extensively. I'm surprised you don't like that, Rye.
0: Well, you'll see why I don't like it later.
1: Okay. Well, we covered this extensively, so uh, y'all can go back and listen to the podcasts, um, because we're not going to do deep dives here, obviously, but... Demi Lovato and Max Eric actually started dating in 2020. They got engaged in 2020 and they broke up. What spurred the breakup though was really what made it such a wild relationship and hookup because it turned out that Max Eric was this pop star super fan, I guess you would call it, mm-hmm. not just for Demi Lovato, but for Miley Cyrus, Selena Gomez, Ariana Grande, there were all these tweets and videos that just resurfaced of him thirsting after all of them. And I think it just poisoned the waters between those two. And then he just got really creepy. Mm -hmm. And then he had a meltdown.
0: Mm, A couple meltdowns.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) I shouldn't put that in the singular form. He had a few meltdowns and then Demi Lovato just wanted nothing to do with him. I think she even unfollowed him on IG. (gasps) That is the hardest you can hurt someone in, in this day and age is unfollowing them on social media. So that has to be my wildest new celebrity relationship and hookup, even though they did break up in this year, because it was just such a whirlwind romance.
0: It was incredible. It was played out on Instagram live or or on Instagram stories. Um, I
1: think and Instagram live, right? Didn't he do some Instagram lives where he was crying for the camera saying how much he missed her and shit?
0: I mean, probably. I couldn't keep up every minute. There was something else from that man. Um, I loved every moment of it. That is an amazing, um, (laughs) an amazing time that we may or may not get back into later. Anyway, Mm. my Tomcat award goes to, I'm always giving it to men who I wish were dating me, (laughs) Zac Efron and Vanessa Valideris.
1: Oh, I didn't track this relationship at all.
0: Well, that's funny you should say that because it has not been very publicized. Mm. Zac Efron moved to Byron Bay, Australia because he wanted to escape the public eye and live in peace. It's eight hours out of Sydney. It's like literally like on the beach. Anyway, while living there, he met a waitress at a local coffee shop named Vanessa Valadaris, who also, of course, happens to be a model. Mm. Waitress slash model. She's beautiful. And they have been dating ever since. They are happily together in Byron Bay, Australia. I am jealous of her because I love Zach. And I know a lot of people online were talking about it because she was just a simple waitress at his coffee shop and now they're together. So it kind of gives hope to anyone. You can, you can date a Zac Efron if you're nothing but a measly peasant. No, I'm i work in a bar. I work in a bar. I
1: get it. I was about to but... say, Rai, do you see a little bit of yourself in Vanessa? Because you're a waiter, maybe you're just waiting for Zac Efron to walk into your restaurant.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd be waiting for Zach Efron to walk in anywhere, no matter where I was working. But um, no, I definitely saw a little bit of me in her, and it did give me a little bit of hope that my Zach or my Sean or my Charlie Puth, someone is waiting for me. I love mediocre looking white men. Wow, I hate my life.
1: <laughs> I thought you're not into Sean Mendes anymore.
0: Well, I mean, like his persona, I'm not into, but his like face and body, I am.
1: Who is your latest IG thirst muse?
0: Oh no, one. I'm kind of over like people online. I'm like, you're not hot to me online anymore. You're only hot to me.
1: I swear, Ry. You were telling me that you were following Timothy Chalamet.
0: Chalamet? I mean, I love him always. Charlie Puth has been huge for me on Instagram. No,
1: it wasn't Charlie Puth. It was a name that I didn't immediately recognize. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it was just like a two week fad or something
0: yeah i mean anyone on i mean like i say i hate it but any man on instagram is hot so it's fine
1: <laughs> well right. i think one day you can find your zach efron walking into your restaurant and next people will say did you hear that this guy is now dating ryan Alkire?" you know waiter slash model
0: waiter slash model slash comedian slash um writer slash anyone wants to hire me please let me know um link in bio for my resume <laughs>
1: At the real Rye Alk.
0: At the real Ray Alk. Link in bio.
1: Uh, let's move on to our next award, Rye. Okay. This is the inverted version of our prior award. It's the most shocking celebrity breakup. The Jelena Award. Yes. Named after?
0: Justin and Selena. Justin Bieber. I think that's my new obsession again because he was ugly for a little bit and now he's hot again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what determines this? Why was he ugly for a little bit and why is he hot again?
0: He, like, had a mustache, hadn't cut his hair in, like, four years. He looked like he hadn't showered in a year. Right. And then all of a sudden, he does that, though. That's just him. He gets grimy, and then he gets hot again. It's just part of being a a believer.
1: He's getting back into his hygiene game.
0: Yeah, I love him.
1: So, my 2019 winner of the Jelena Award, I actually did a little pairing moment here with my Tomcat and Jelena Award. My 2019 winner here was Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth.
0: Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I went with
1: that breakup, and then I went with the Miley Cyrus and Kaylin Carter hookup. Right? who was your 2019 winner? And then tell me, who was your 2020 winner of the Jelena Award?
0: Um, my 2019 winner was Adele and her husband, whose name I do not know. <laughs> um, they had gotten a divorce, and then she lost 700 pounds. So she is a vibe and a mood, um, and it's my that post-breakup
1: uh, glow-up, right?
0: Yeah, I'm working on it. Okay, I've been going on the Peloton. Um,
1: Did you buy a Peloton?
0: No, I'm staying at my parents' house for a month, <laughs> and they have Peloton. Touchy subject. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> my Jelena Award most shocking celebrity breakup this year. Mine is like so meta. <laughs> meta is not the right word, but um. Mine is Megxit. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle breaking up with the royal family.
1: Ooh, I love where you went with that. A little bit of an abstract take. It's not yeah. the conventional celebrity breakup. Wow, I love that ride. I really love where you went with that.
0: Thank you. I found I. I was doing some research and I was like, you know what, that is a breakup. It is. It didn't have, you didn't say it had to be a couple, well, yeah, it does not say a couple or like a divorce, it just said celebrity breakup, and I said, well, they're celebrities and they're breaking up from the royal family, and look at me.
1: And Queen Elizabeth felt spurned as fuck, and they've done some petty shit since then.
0: Oh, yeah, so the queen like addressed it, like a first person address, which is very rare, um... They cut them off so they're financially independent. They are not at all tied to the Queen. Um, And Mm. yeah, they're splitting their time between the US and the UK. A lot of people assumed it was because of like microaggressions and the racism towards Meghan Markle and the British tabloids. And yeah, they're amazing. They're like the hottest couple ever. And I love that they're like rebellious.
1: Do you think Meghan Markle is going to go back to acting?
0: Oh, yeah, eventually, I think so. Eh, I don't know. Was she that good? I feel like at this point, it's like, all right, give up on that dream. Like, you're good.
1: I never watched Suits, so I don't know.
0: Oh, I saw, like, an episode. Like, it was playing in the background once, and I was like, oh, that's weird. She's, like, the queen or whatever.
1: A lot of Bravo fans want her for I- RHOBH.
0: Oh, I would love that. That would be nuts. Yeah, that'd be weird.
1: And the royal family can't say shit.
0: They can't. She's not part of it.
1: Hmm. That would so, be yeah, fascinating.
0: I, that's my um, abstract, meta, <laughs> thinking outside the box um,
1: award. <laughs> I love it. I I think it's going to be the only unconventional pick of this episode, unless you have another one for me. Um, that was brilliant, right
0: <laughs> Well, mine are mine are all a little unconventional. I'm just <laughs> I'm an unconventional girl.
1: <laughs> well, I appreciate that about you, right My 2020 Jelena Award winner is Olivia Wilde. And Jason Sudeikis.
0: Ah, yes, yes, yes. I it, did, I forgot that happened this year.
1: It did. And I'll tell you that this is not just recency bias. Although it definitely did help, you know, kind of jog the memory. Because wh- when I saw the news that Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis broke up, right, it was legit one of the only celebrity breakups that I can remember in recent history where I actually gasped I was like oh shit really yeah because they've been together for nine ten years now they got engaged eight years ago mm, wow yeah I didn't know that they never got married but they have mm-hmm. two kids together and they just seemed like one of those couples maybe like a Kurt Russell Goldie Hawn couple that would be together forever
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Dak Shepard um Blonde girl.
1: Right, Dax Shepard, blonde girl. I mean, nobody thinks they're breaking up.
0: Right. They will one day, but it's going to be shocking to all of us.
1: Exactly. We'll never see it coming, even though we know it's going to happen. Right. Anyway, I grabbed a couple quotes here, or one quote, really, from a source who spoke to People magazine. Mm -hmm. Quote, the split happened at the beginning of the year. It's been amicable, and they've transitioned into a great co-parenting routine, the children are the priority and the heart of the family's relationship. End quote. And actually, there were these paparazzi photos that just got released in December of them like smiling together and Jason Sudeikis like holding her cheeks and the, I don't know if they give each other a kiss or something, but they look really intimate and they are basically best friends who co-parent who used to be lovers for basically a whole decade and they're good, but it was a shocking breakup because. Again, in Hollywood, a decade is forever. Yeah, it honestly
0: sounds like a pretty good situation where you're just like, yeah, we like our friends and we have kids and we get to like do that together but we can still go out and fuck other people such as Harry Styles. And I live for that. Good for her. Good for him, even. He's hot. I'm down for both. They're both hot. I'm down for both of them. Good for them.
1: And that's what informs this pick as well, Rai, right, is that Olivia Wilde is now dating Harry Styles. That is... Pretty major power power couple. Oh, allegedly.
0: Oh, I don't know. I, I just saw the pictures, and I feel like people were implying things.
1: Well, they uh, are co-starring in a movie. Right. They attended a wedding together, but you can attend a wedding with a friend.
0: Yeah, or a co-worker.
1: Or a co-worker in this case. Yeah, yeah. But I think they're dating.
0: Yeah, me too. <laughs> um... Uh, Okay, well, great awards for um, breakups. We love celebrating a breakup. <laughs> okay, next up.
1: That's where yes. we use commemorate, right?
0: No, celebrate. <laughs> um, the I'ma Let You Finish Award, the most shocking celebrity celebrity utterance, which is a choice of words that you had. Um, I'ma Let You Finish Award. Okay, last year, my winner was... When Kanye West gave Kim Kardashian a million dollars because she turned down an Instagram post from a uh, clothing brand that were making knockoff Yeezys. (laughs) Every part of that sentence I hated. I'm sorry. It got worse as I kept going. That that (laughs) sentence kept getting worse.
1: (laughs) And that's the type of sentence that no longer even makes sense.
0: Right. It's just Mad Libs.
1: Like they're getting divorced, like who even cares about Yeezys anymore? Yeah, it's Mad Libs basically. I also, by the way, I love that you picked Kanye because I'ma Let You Finish is named after Kanye.
0: Yeah, that's the second time I did that. I feel like I just was being lazy and I was like, oh, who said that quote? Okay, they win it. (laughs)
1: So the Tomcat Award, it's going to Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. I know that happened a decade ago. That
0: happened mere decades ago, but it's still relevant.
1: (laughs) Uh, My 2019 winner was Laura Dern, saying that she saw Baby Yoda at an NBA basketball game.
0: Uh, Yes, the start of a meme.
1: We still haven't resolved that yet, by the way.
0: And I think it's better off that way.
1: I like that it still has an air of mystery to it. Mm -hmm. So my... 2020 winner of the I'ma let you finish award. Right. it's Kanye West.
0: No, oh, for the love of Christ.
1: Back-to-back winner of the I'ma let you finish award. Rye, it has to be Kanye West this year because of his multiple outbursts. I'm only going to select one, but he provided us with shocking celebrity utterances throughout the whole year.
0: Yeah, he always does. He's unhinged.
1: I went with when he launched his presidential campaign and he said a lot of things, the most notable one being, quote, I almost killed my daughter. I almost killed my daughter. End quote. That quote, of course, is now back in the news because Kim Kardashian is divorcing him and apparently she was very upset by that quote, understandably. Right. Uh, He also, though, said at that event, quote, Harriet Tubman never actually freed the slaves. She just had the slaves go work for other white people, end quote. Yikes. He said a lot of things at that event. We don't have to go through all of them. He said a lot of things throughout the whole year. He gave this erratic interview with Forbes where he talked about, you know, running for president and how he was going to run uh, with a new political party called the Birthday Party um, because... Quote, when we win, it's everybody's birthday, end quote.
0: Yeah, the birthday party. Wow. they That family loves the birthday party. <laughs> safety be damned. The safety of our country or the safety of all the workers on their private island. <laughs> Fuck it. It's birthday party. Um, I love killing people at my birthday parties. And speaking of people who love to kill. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> my most shocking celebrity utterance is... Ellen DeGeneres' welcome back speech when her show started airing again. (laughs) She did a stupid-ass fucking opening monologue. It wasn't funny. She did it to, like, a virtual audience, which made it even worse. Um, My favorite quote was, I'm Ellen DeGeneres. This is the Ellen DeGeneres show. My name is here. My name is there. My name is on people's underwear. And I was like, all right, Dr. Seuss.
1: She's hilarious.
0: And then... She just made stupid jokes the whole time. The other stupid joke was, "How's everyone's summer been? Mine's been great."
1: That's so (laughs) funny. That's hilarious. That's hilarious, Rye.
0: I don't know (laughs) if it is. Um, she's a stupid idiot, and her opening monologue was so awkward. And then she like kind of half apologized. We obviously deep dove into this scandal on the podcast this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys need to hear more about it, there's multiple episodes that are literally titled Ellen DeGeneres. Um,
1: you mean Ellen apologizes?
0: Ellen DePologizes. Um, once again, Armin's doing. And yeah, I just hated her opening monologue. And so that was the most shocking celebrity utterance. I thought she could have done so much better. She didn't. Ratings were down like 40% next episode. And she's canceled.
1: But why would you think she could have done better, given her track record, at least as of late? Like, Ellen had her day in the 90s, maybe early 2000s. She was funny. But any evidence of late that she'd be funny? She doesn't write it. I'm like, why didn't the writers
0: do better? Like, whatever. I don't care what she did. I'm just surprised that's the way they went about
1: it. Well, given what happened over the summer, I wouldn't be surprised if she lost a lot of her best talent. Let's just put it that way.
0: True, or they wrote it bad on purpose as like revenge.
1: <laughs> I actually love that theory better.
0: That would have been me. Hire me. <laughs> I would literally like. I'm so desperate. I would work for Alan at this point.
1: And and you know, probably at this point, they're doing a lot to make uh, the writing staff feel you know loved and and adored. I remember there was that report where they uh, where they said that they were finally giving everyone their birthday off. Speaking of birthdays,
0: oh, birthdays again. Which would be great because I was planning on going to actually a private island in three weeks when my birthday happens. So that would be great if I could get that off, Ellen. Um,
1: You'll only get that day off um, because they only get one vacation day a year off.
0: Right, right, right. But honestly, to fly to a private island during a pandemic for 24 hours, worth it.
1: Well worth it, for sure. As long as you do the health screenings beforehand.
0: Right, and quarantine for two weeks prior Mm -hmm. at my
1: job. Writing for Ellen. (laughs) Well, speaking of Ellen... (laughs) I know we can't really segue these, but um, I guess I just gave away my next winner. Well, our next award is the Katherine Heigl Award, the biggest celebrity diva. This is actually a kind of new award. We had this segment lined up for last year, but for some reason we didn't do it. So I don't have a 2019 winner for this one.
0: I do. We didn't do it. I'm just going to say mine because it's funny. Um, Mine last year was when Gwyneth Paltrow didn't know she was in the Spider-Man movie.
1: That was and a great she moment.
0: Found it out on um John Favre was it John Favreau's cooking show? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was my funny moment from 2019. Gwyneth, love Gwen.
1: She was genuinely shocked. She's like, I wasn't in Spider-Man. Yeah, I just saw that video again a couple weeks ago, and I cackled. It's still funny. He's like, what do you mean? Like, we flew you out to Georgia? You know, you were on set for two she's weeks? Like,
0: that was the Avengers. He's like, it was Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
1: Uh, let me start this off, right because I feel like I already gave it away. My biggest celebrity diva, my 2020 Katherine Heigl Award winner, is Ellen DeGeneres.
0: hmm hmm
1: And the reason why I think she's a diva, And definitely the biggest celebrity diva of 2020 is because when all the shit hit the fan, when BuzzFeed came out with that report that staffers were complaining of racism in the workplace, intimidation, sexual misconduct, Ellen DeGeneres, as you just said, right? As you just said, she came out and she didn't take any accountability for it. Uh You spoke about her... I guess, non-pology, when she came back to the show, her letter, do you remember her letter to the oh staff? God,
0: the letter. I forgot about the letter.
1: The letter is even worse. I mean, we again, we did a whole episode on this, so I don't want to belabor the point, but her letter was terrible, and she basically doesn't take any accountability for what went down. She just deflects the blame.
0: There's been rumors of this for so long, so it's like, It's, she's a tried and true diva and not in like a Mariah Carey like way where she's just like delusional about reality. It's like diva in like a mean way. I like to think Mariah Carey's not mean, but she probably is.
1: But you know. Ellen's brand of diva is, for example, one of the stories from over the summer, allowing an executive producer to bully you know, one of the staff and then just sits there and laughs at it and then says, like, that's my what was it like? That's like that's my attack dog or something.
0: Yeah, it was like something about having an attack dog, which also it's like, what is this? Like 2000, like who has attack dog still? I don't know. Pr- people probably still do, but I obviously don't know what an attack dog is.
1: Um, And there was another report that said that uh, guests were told to uh tell Ellen what a big fan of hers they were
0: yeah no i can't i um i love that we it's one of those things where we give her the chance to have a comeback and then she fucking killed it and not in a good way with her opening monologue and then we're just like all right we're over it and we really haven't heard heard much sense from her so that's kind of actually great i love when that happens okay my biggest celebrity diva award also kind of meta i don't know i have to explain this one why it's diva um, it's everyone who was included in Gal Gadot's Imagine video.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we had to throw in that Imagine video somewhere. I didn't have it, so I'm glad that you did.
0: Yeah, I just, it come. It, it's diva for me because it was also the theme of today, tone deaf. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure everyone remembers the infamous Gal Gadot, um, Imagine video.
1: Isn't it Gal where... Gadot?
0: Is it Gal Gadot?
1: I think it's Gal Gadot.
0: Whatever, I've never seen Wonder Woman. I don't even know who she is. <laughs> um, so she like had all these celebrities, like Kristen Wiig was in it, like Jason Sudeikis, I think was in it, like random people, like Mark all
1: Ruffalo people. was in it.
0: Mark Ruffalo, and they all sang "Imagine" by John Lennon. Like, like they would sing like a line at a time and. Like, they were all in, like, different keys and, like, all singing at different, like, like, paces. And it was really awkward. And they thought they were doing something with it. Like, they thought they were going to, like, spread hope. (laughs) Like, they did this, like, two weeks into quarantine. It was like, okay. Like, none of us are, like, that upset yet anyway. Like, we're kind of, like, enjoying, like, this, like, stay-at-home life.
1: Donate some hand sanitizer. Like, we don't need your fucking Imagine video.
0: Right. Like, what is it? They were like, we're going to spread hope. And I was like, no, you just, like, made us feel awkward and uncomfortable. And then they're all doing it from their, like, huge mansions and, like, huge backyards. And meanwhile, I'm, like, literally in a box with, like, a small
1: patio. This is the celebrity version of when the government was like, oh, we're going to fly F-35s over this hospital to show our appreciation for nurses and doctors. And then, like, nurses and doctors are interviewed. And they're like, we would love some PPE.
0: Right, like a glove would be nice. (laughs) Like
1: maybe if we don't have to reuse masks that are clearly contaminated at this point and not reusable anymore, like that would be nice. But spend millions of dollars to fly an F-35 that we're not going to be able to see because we're in the ICU.
0: Right, we're like kind of busy like trying to... Handle the global pandemic that you guys are not doing anything to help. Um, That's like
1: celebrities going, guys, let's all sing Imagine into our phones. Gal Godot just subscribed to Creative Suite, Adobe Creative Suite. She has Adobe Premiere Pro. She's going to edit it. She's going to throw it all together, send it to Gal.
0: Send it to Gal, and we need it by Tuesday at four, you guys. <laughs> I just like the group chat of the group text of that would have just been complete art, like put it in the live.
1: I, I really want to know who said, I don't know about this.
0: Well, there's also a video, I forget who it is. It's like Ryan Reynolds or something singing Imagine by um, Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> I forget who. It's like one of like the Ryans, I feel. And yeah, they sent like a video of singing the wrong Imagine. <laughs> and it like got pieced together later, and it was hilarious. Uh... Um, he's the only one it, part of that video that wasn't an idiot. <laughs> even though he did the wrong thing.
1: That was a great um, moment. Yeah, everyone a- in that video is a diva. Agreed.
0: Is a diva, yeah. Just like the general the general vibe of that video is diva. Love it, Rai. Okay, the next award is the Jay Leno Award. It's the best celebrity feud. Um, obviously, that goes out to Jay Leno and David Letterman's feud that um, Armin famously covered on one of our historical scandals. And mine... <laughs> we just have repeats on repeats on repeats this year. Um my favorite celebrity feud was Dakota Johnson when she called out Ellen on her talk show, which is still one of my favorite videos to this day. I watch it when I need a boost of serotonin. <laughs> it is completely amazing and it was it, people do credit with credit it with the beginning of the end for Ellen. So
1: and we talked about it on one of the Ellen pods that we did this summer. It was fun to revisit that Dakota Johnson video because I agree, it it somehow cracked the armor, the Ellen armor. Mm
0: -hmm. It was the first time someone like fucking stood their ground to Ellen and look at her now.
1: Yeah, because like you said, we all knew privately that Ellen could be a diva, that Ellen was supposedly like really difficult to work with or whatever. And you hear that about a lot of celebs, but that was the first time publicly that it got exposed. That was a great moment. And Dakota Johnson just doing it so boldly you know, saying, like, oh, I invited you to my birthday. Don't try to call me out here. Don't say that I didn't invite you because Ellen's whole bit was gonna be like, Oh, you're such a bitch for not inviting me to your birthday. And it's like, No, I didn't well,
0: every time and she always does it when she brings up people's birthdays. She says things for the invite as a joke and it's never funny. And Dakota was like, Well, I did invite you, so actually your joke doesn't make sense.
1: Mm, brilliant.
0: Um, saying, Who is yours?
1: My twenty nineteen winner was fifty cent versus Randall Emmett and La La uh, Kent. Ugh. <laughs> uh,
0: fafty
1: aka fafty scent rules um everyone knows this one that was a great scandal great scandal uh should i go into my 2020 jay leno award winner please okay well my 2020 jay leno award winner is chrissy tegan versus allison roman
0: i almost did this one
1: okay then i'm glad i did Um, We also extensively covered this feud. I guess we don't have to say that, right, Ry? Because we are a Celebrity Scandal podcast.
0: Yeah, we've covered almost all of these.
1: (laughs) Anyway, um, you know, Alison Roman talked some shit on Chrissy Teigen. She said, quote, what Chrissy Teigen has done is so crazy to me. She had a successful cookbook and then it was like, boom, line of target, boom. Now she has an Instagram page that has over a million followers where it's just like people running a content farm for her. That horrifies me, and it's not something that I ever want to do. I don't aspire to that. So basically, Alison Roman was calling Chrissy Teigen a sellout. Mm -hmm. That led to this whole feud. Chrissy Teigen didn't understand why Alison Roman would come after her. Also, if you don't know who Alison Roman is, that's okay. Neither do we. Yeah, nobody did. I think she has her own cookbook or something.
0: Yeah, she has her own cookbook. And Chrissy Teigen was like, I was a fan of hers, so like I own her cookbook, so like her attacking me is like actually very like out of the blue. There was rumors that Chrissy was supposed to produce a show with Allison on it or something. So she was like, I don't like talking shit about me. Um, Yeah, that was a really weird and like the internet blew up over that for like three days, and then just nobody heard about Allison Roman again, which we love.
1: (laughs) We love when a celebrity disappears but it also gave her her 15 minutes of fame weirdly. So it, it both elevated her and destroyed her.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I we've had conversations about this before where I just don't think any like bad publicity is is actually bad. I mean, she's way more well known now than she was beforehand. So I think it only hurt her or I think it only helped her in the long run. Maybe people didn't like her for a little bit, but at this point people either forgot about it or you know, it introduced her to people that now are her fans. So it was good publicity in the end. Maybe it was all planned. Everything's planned.
1: Maybe it was. Maybe it was all just a psyop to get us to buy Alison Roman cookbook.
0: And it didn't work. (laughs) I'll never (laughs) buy a cookbook in my life.
1: Um, Um, To wrap that up, though, it became an issue of also race um, because people said that Alison Roman, this white woman, attacking a woman of color, she would ultimately apologize for that saying, quote, I know that our culture frequently goes after women, especially women of color, and I'm ashamed to have contributed to that. End quote. She also said a lot of other things. Chrissy Teigen swiftly accepted the apology, and I guess they're all cool now, actually.
0: Yeah. I mean, we love it. we love Chrissy. Um, She is just real and honest, and I think she's like someone who's like, all right, you apologize. In the end, it didn't really affect me that much, so let's get over it. Which respect? Um,
1: Who was your winner?
0: Who didn't get over it? I don't know. Uh, My best celebrity feud is the entire cast of Glee versus Leah Michelle. And I wouldn't even call it a feud because I don't really feel like Leah like actually fought back, really. But she kind of just took it. She just took it and kind of like posted an apology and then kind of disappeared. Maybe had a baby. Um, but <laughs> <Me>. <laughs> it started with Samantha Ware, who was a cast member, tweeted mm. out all these things of microaggressions that Leah Michelle would do on set. Basically, at one point, saying that she would take a shit in her wig if she continued doing shit. Um, and then everyone was coming out, like all these actors from Glee, who were like minor roles, were like, oh yeah, Leah Michelle wouldn't let me sit with them at lunch because I wasn't. Important enough, and all this stuff. Amber Riley was commenting on it. Um, Heather Morris said stuff on it. Most of the cast had a comment to say. Leah Michelle, in turn, essentially got canceled. Which it's also one of those Ellen things where people have always, you know, whispered about Leah Michelle being a total diva mm-hmm. and a bitch and hard to work with. Um, which. Checks out because she really hasn't worked much since Glee. And in this industry, if you're in this industry as someone who's in it, <laughs> um, if you're well known for being difficult to work with, people won't work with you, especially like, sure, Mil- Leah Michelle's good, but she's very niche and like, there's a million girls who can do what she does. I would argue, like, they'll find the next Leah Michelle, they don't need her. So it kind of checks out, but she really hasn't done much since Glee. And she probably won't do much ever again. But she has that glee money, so she'll
1: be fine. <laughs> you have to have a certain level of star power or blockbuster draw to mm-hmm. be able to continue working after it's well known that you're a diva. That's why Katherine Heigl for a while kept working, but then when she was no longer a blockbuster draw, she disappeared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. disappeared. But look at a Tom Cruise. I mean, Tom Cruise... Just had that tape, that hot mic that got released where he is laying into everyone um, on set. But Tom Cruise is going to keep working, even if he's a dick, you know, behind the scenes. Because guess yeah. what? Tom Cruise brings in hundreds of millions of dollars for every fucking Mission Impossible he does.
0: Yeah, and he always will until he's like too old to do it, I would assume. <laughs>
1: and he'll never be too old to do it because the guy is like 65 and he's still doing insane death defying stunts. But that's True. beside the point. There are so many examples of this. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Johnny Depp has a bad reputation.
0: Yeah, but that's you know there's a lot that goes into that right now.
1: Well, aside from the Amber Heard shit, and Johnny Depp kept working um, because well he would sell when it comes to Pirates of the Caribbean or whatever he did. Leah Michelle doesn't have that same star power.
0: Yeah, like nobody. Yet. Is like begging for a Michelle movie or a TV show. And maybe it's because there aren't any to beg for. And, you know, at the end of the day, she was amazing in Glee. Glee's iconic. I did a whole Scandal <laughs> podcast on Glee, so we know my feelings on Glee. Uh, and we'll take it for what it is. I don't think it tainted the reputation of the show either. People still go back and love it and hate it at the same time. Love to hate it and hate to love it. That was a lot of love, a lot of hate, and it seemed like the, class of, the cast of Glee has a lot of love and a lot of hate for everyone involved because there's always Glee drama.
1: Um I mean, you did a whole episode on it.
0: Yeah, it was kind of sad. It but, was, but we
1: found a way to make it we light. Found a, <laughs> we did.
0: We do find a way. Is it insensitive, maybe so. Um But we yeah, do so it anyway. Feud, one-sided feud.
1: <laughs> right. Let's get to the big award the biggest award of the whole year across any awards show. Some people say the Holly Shook Award, which we're about to announce, is bigger than the Best Picture at the Academy Awards. Have you heard that?
0: Uh, I think it goes unsaid.
1: <laughs> True. It doesn't need to be said, but people do say it. It's said. Yeah. Y'all we could said look it up. No
0: one has said it, but that's because they just know it doesn't need to be said.
1: <laughs> right. If it hasn't been said, it's because it's left unsaid. It Unspoken doesn't need to be said. World.
0: Unspoken World Best Award of the year anyone could receive. And I'm going to go first, actually, um, because mine's not going to be as exciting.
1: Okay, but let's remind everyone of our 2019 winner for the Holly Shook Award, a.k.a. Best Scandal, before we get into the 2020 winner.
0: Okay, what was yours?
1: We had the same one.
0: Okay, that's what I thought, because I was like, wait a second. I'm pretty sure what, last year we had... Should we do...
1: Let's do it how we did it last year. I re-listened to the podcast. We did it with a countdown.
0: Okay, I don't have mine written down. I just think I remember what I did.
1: Three, two, one. College College admission scandal.
0: scandal. Wait, what was it? College College admission scandal. scandal. Okay, okay, okay. okay. That's what I thought. I just wasn't sure. I didn't write it down, but I was like, that had to be what it was.
1: You know why you didn't write it down? Why? Because you didn't decide your Holly Shook Award winner until (laughs) the very moment.
0: Yeah, I remember having a couple nominees and then I was like I have to go with college admission scandal because it was so iconic. Mm-hmm. But I forget what my runner up was. 50? No. Anyway, college admission scandal obviously we're still talking about it to this day. It's yeah. lost its year. So It could have
1: won 2020.
0: 20- it honestly could have because <laughs> I feel like we just ta- we have never stopped talking about it and we never will. Mm-mm. Um Okay, I'm gonna do mine. My Hollywood Award for best scandal of the year. We already talked about it, but mine was Max, Eric, and Demi Lovato's breakup.
1: No I, way.
0: Uh huh. I originally actually had a tie between Leah Michelle getting canceled and Max, Eric, and Demi Lovato, but then I switched because I didn't want to do a tie. There's um, no ties. No ties. No ties in the official rules of Hollywood Awards. There are no ties. And the reason I did Max Eric and Demo was is because I was so personally invested in this for a couple weeks. If you guys have listened to our past episodes, I like, I get shit for being like vocal fry monotone on this podcast, but I think my highest amount of energy and most inflection and most emotion in my voice was during the Max Eric and Demo breakup because I just was like, this is insane. Like, what this man is doing. And it was more so him. And I didn't even know who he was until all this. Demi didn't even say anything. And he just was posting the most unhinged content on Instagram. Like, we've already kind of talked about it. Freaking out, crying, sobbing on his Instagram story. Getting pictures of him taken on the beach where he proposed to Demi. um, Meditating on the beach and crying. And then there was rumors that he called TMZ himself to have them come get those pictures taken of him. Um and then our running joke of how everything got tied back to him promoting his movie where he's playing mm-hmm. a homely youth preacher in the south in the nineteen sixties, just trying to do some good. And it was just so <laughs> insane. I was captivated by this for like a total of two weeks and then I got over it. And which is a
1: lot of time in celebrity scandal like the college admission scandal is a total fucking outlier like most yeah. of them are like one or two days and they're out of the news cycle mm-hmm. the Max Eric Demi Lovato thing going for like you said at least two weeks that mm-hmm. was monumental when it comes to you know the lifespan of a celebrity scandal in 2020.
0: And I think also part of it, it was a roller coaster of emotions for me personally, because one, I love Dummy. I've loved Demi since Camp mm-hmm. Rock days. And I've just always loved her music and her style and her vibe and her persona. And then she started dating this guy who, to me, is really fucking hot. So I started following him on Instagram because she was posting pictures of him. And I was like, wait, he's so hot. I want to follow him on Instagram. And then I was like, oh, I love... I
1: well, think Max Eric was the guy that I was thinking of earlier that you were stalking on Instagram. I
0: think so too, yes, because I remember getting obsessed with him earlier Mm -hmm. this year before the breakup and I remember talking about it and I loved that he was kind of like not famous, like he was like an actor but not really well known and he's like dating this like huge superstar and then uh, once the fucking tables got turned, I found out all this crazy shit about him and I was like, this is like Ted Bundy shit where like they seem so normal and I'm like obsessed with them just because they're hot and then they end up being completely psycho and crazy. Um, and I was just so invested in the scandal. It was my favorite scandal of the year and my Hollywood Award for 2020.
1: I mean, the fact that he was targeting Demi Lovato and stars like her for a full decade, like these tweets were dating back to 2010, Yeah, is deranged. I think one of his tweets said something like, Oh, Selena Gomez is way hotter than Demi Lovato. Like, yeah. He
0: had he was like I would choose Selena over Demi any day or something. And then it's like, well that's freaking awkward cuz you are fully engaged to
1: this woman now. And the constant objectification of these different pop stars and talking about how he wanted to date one of them, which I guess I don't know. Any any guy can dream like, oh wow, can you imagine if you dated a pop star, right? But to then to actualize it, like I guess it's a little bit of that.
0: Manifestation, yeah,
1: yeah, it was a little bit of a manifestation yeah. moment, but a little bit too exact.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a little too on the nose. Um, it's giving me like also kind of Zac Efron, Vanessa Velasquez, like vibes of like it can happen to anyone. You can date like your like celebrity crush, whatever. But his version was like so much creepier and so much weirder and so much more like just unstable. And I fucking loved every moment of it because I love preaching on people's mental instability. That's what we do here.
1: One thing we forgot to mention on that scandal. Didn't he invent a girlfriend?
0: Yes and no. He posted pictures of him with his arm around another girl a couple weeks after the breakup and then posted a picture of him FaceTiming her. He never officially said this is my girlfriend, but it was very much like pictures you post if you're dating someone it was implicit
1: it was implicit and then it turned out she had a boyfriend it was
0: definitely it was definitely unhinged behavior of him trying to like show that he's moved on just because like demi was like totally unfazed by it but he never fully said like this is my girlfriend but it was definitely like that's what he wanted us to think yeah
1: and that's what he wanted demi to think
0: and demi think (laughs) me i'm like he wanted us (laughs) to think it like it's more about me than fucking demi a which it is (laughs) but Yeah, that's that.
1: (laughs) That was one of the best uh, celebrity scandals of the year. I actually had a hard time deciding my best scandal of the year. There were some great nominees. Let me list some honorable mentions before I give you my winner.
0: Because we haven't, have we talked about your winner yet on this pod? We
1: haven't. Okay, yeah, cool. We haven't said the winner, and we haven't said a couple honorable mentions. One of them being the Will Smith. Mm Mm-hmm. Jada Pinkett Smith, August Alsina scandal, mm-hmm. where we found out that Jada Pinkett Smith had an affair with August Alsina, and then Jada and Will going on red table talk to talk it all out together. That happened this year, right?
0: Yeah, that one's pretty recent. I remember. I'm. I'm. That one's fresh in my mind. The reason I don't think it could possibly win is we. You and I thought it was going to be a lot bigger than it was. We thought it was going to have all these things come out. We thought it was going to be another college admissions. We'll hear about it for weeks. But the Red tabletop kind of put the nail in the coffin, which I think was their point, And it worked. We kind of yeah. moved on.
1: They squashed it. They squashed it. Kudos to them for doing that. Because it was juicy. It, it was very it salacious.
0: Was, it was juicy for a week. And we thought it was going to be juicy for a much longer time. So good for them.
1: Yeah. If you all want more details, uh, check out one of the pods we did on it. I think we did a whole episode before the Red Table Talk episode, and then we did a whole episode on the Red Table Talk.
0: Right. Somehow we were able to stretch it into two episodes. That is very much on brand for us. Yes. <laughs> anyway. That's a good that's a good honorable mention. It just can't win. It can't win.
1: No, it can't win. Um, you can argue the Ellen DeGeneres scandal is an honorable mention. The college admissions scandal.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Honorable mention. But my 2020 Holly Shook Award goes to Hilaria Hillary Hayward Thomas Baldwin.
0: They came in with a late entry, too.
1: Late entry right at the 2020 buzzer. But I really don't feel like I'm being a prisoner of the moment here, Rye. This, to me, was the best scandal of 2020 I love every second of it. It's still continuing on into 2021. But Mm -hmm. everything we found out in 2020 was unhinged. Mm -hmm. Totally compelling. Even if it's really inconsequential, like we talked about in our big Hilaria Hillary Hayward Thomas Baldwin episode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, we broke it all down. We broke down how, at the end of the day, nobody really gets hurt. Mm -hmm. But the lengths that Hilaria Hillary went to disguise her identity, invent a new one. If y'all don't know, I'll summarize the scandal really quickly. She is a white woman named Hillary from Boston, Massachusetts, but for the last 10 years, being Alec Baldwin's wife, she has pretended to be Hilaria from Mallorca, Spain, even going as far to say that she moved to the United States at the age of 19 to attend NYU. I mean, detail after detail after detail of her life was just invented for this public persona.
0: Don't forget, she didn't know how to say cucumber. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was another great moment. She goes on some cooking show, or maybe it was like the T- Today Show, but they did a cooking segment.
0: It was Today Show. They love a cooking segment on that damn show.
1: They do. And she said something like, uh, There's a few ingredients in here. Uh, you got tomato, you got onions, you got, uh, how do you say it in English? Uh, cucumber. Or no, actually, the co-host had to say, oh, that's a cucumber. Yeah, they say it at
0: the same time. She's like, cucumber, 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 cucumber. (laughs) I'm like, oh my god.
1: The accent plays a huge role in this scandal. Her inconsistent accent, her accent that goes in and out because sometimes she has a Spanish accent and then other times she sounds like Hillary from Boston.
0: This is a great... So I'm not going to lie, I did actually consider doing this um, for my... I think I, I I think I was thinking about doing it for most shocking celebrity utterance, and I was gonna yeah. like assume I was gonna call her like accents accent and utterance. I like that. But then I was like, ah, it's too, it's too soon. Like I don't I don't know, but it, it's not too soon. It's such a great scandal. I also noticed online like Twitter discourse of people who don't normally like tweet about celebrity scandals were making jokes like the memes were very widespread very um mainstream which is a sign of a good scandal because there is a demographic i guess of people who care enough about celebrity scandals to like tweet about it and no there's
1: crossover at. appeal
0: yeah it was very much more stream i mean i even talked about this with my parents and my parents don't even know what a celebrity is so <laughs> it's it was very it did it did uh hit wide and it hit hard and it was freaking hilarious and i think it's a great um award winner for best scandal because like we talked about, it didn't really harm anyone. It wasn't like salacious. It wasn't like sad in any way. And it just was the perfect, funny celebrity fodder. I loved it.
1: That was a, a great point you made about the mainstream appeal of it. I hadn't thought about that, Rye. That also makes it similar to our 2019 winner because the college admission scandal was also another scandal that had mm-hmm. that mainstream appeal where people with all sorts of different interests were talking about the college admission scandal. I think the same thing is true of the Hilaria Baldwin uh, scandal, even though the stakes are far, far lower. Hilaria isn't going to prison as far as I know, as far as I know.
0: <sighs> she should be arrested for that terrible accent. <laughs>
1: um, But at the same time, it it's just compelling. We We said it on the podcast again. It doesn't hurt anybody. But there is a certain level of intrigue to the scandal. It's funny because this has happened before, but never with a celebrity. Yeah, yeah. Because this is Rachel Dolezal all over again. This is Jessica Krug all over again. And people were fascinated when, you know, those two professors did it. Right. Now you have a celebrity doing it, and I guess you can argue Madonna did it, but Madonna just went with the accent.
0: Yeah, she didn't make up an entire, like, history.
1: Exactly. Right? did we just wrap up the 2020 Holly Shook Awards?
0: I think we wrapped it up and that's, that's the, that's that. (laughs) I lost my announcer voice. I was really, really good at the beginning and strong at it. I don't know where it went. Kind of like Hilaria. My accent, my voice completely changed by the end of this.
1: But your origins, always the same. Born in Mallorca, Spain
0: unfortunately yes my origins do remain the same i will change them eventually before i become famous and you are contractually obligated to never expose me as the only person who knows me <laughs>
1: <Person>. <laughs> uh, i'll sign the contract just send it over right all right this is the end this is 2020 we wrapped it up we're never going to talk about it ever again thank god <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening everyone Bye. bye